This is Sam from the Masculine Journey Podcast, and our goal with the podcast is help you to try to find your way in this difficult world. Your Chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. You sang grace over a Tuesday blue plate special when the man in the next booth said, don't you watch TV? Don't you know that God's a myth? I hate to see you waste your breath. Cause there ain't no use talking to a ghost that don't exist. The praying man said amen and looked up from his plate and said, You may not talk to God right now, but there's gonna come a day. Cause whether you're a farmer in the field Praying for the rain Or you curse him at the graveside Cause he called a loved one's name You can thank him, you can blame him Either way you're gonna face him Whether you believe in him or not Cause in the Everybody talks to God. Welcome to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now. Man in the booth went quiet. Cause he didn't have a comeback. So he. Shoved it off and paid his tab and shuffled out the door. In the praying man, he prayed for the man who drove away, hoping he would see the light before it got too late. But how was he to know? He touched a non believer's soul. We got that conversation Two red lights down the road Cause whether you're a farmer in the field Praying for the rain Or you curse him at the graveside Cause he called a loved one's name And you can thank him, you can blame him Either way you're gonna face him Whether you Is that song really? Everyone talks to God. Is that, that is the first time I have heard that song, and I am still trying to compose myself because uh, <laughs> I, yeah, <clears throat> I, I can tell you that was the first time I'd heard that song this morning when God gave it to me, and He really did because I was talking to Him. 
And when he did, I just broke down, Bob. I was like, man, this song, this song. So that's the longest intro in the history of the Christian Car Guy show. But I didn't want anybody to miss out on what that song is, which, by the way, I put it at ChristianCarGuy.com with Everyone Talks to God, the post for today. So it's Aaron Lewis who did that song. And apparently a lot of people have seen it at 6.2 million views on YouTube. But man. It's, you add, add a couple to that. Because <laughs> I, I'm definitely going to check that out. Yeah, man. I, I, I ended up listening to it almost all the way to work this morning. So the reason why I want to talk about Everybody Talks to God is this Tuesday morning, my wife and I, we found my mother-in-law actually dead on the floor at the foot of her bed. And no doubt she is now, right? experiencing <laughs> experiencing that on a whole new level right Pop? yeah it, yeah i don't know what it's going to be like but it's got to be different right right and and so actually the resulting guilt and shame i felt um of having someone die on the my watch in my house because it actually happened while I was praying and I heard her fall and my wife, you know, I got her up and we went up there and it was just, it was unpleasant. But when you have that happen on, you know, she'd been under hospice care and we knew it was coming and there was all sorts of things along that line, but it didn't change the fact that you had somebody die in your house while you were under your care and, you know, it was a loved one. And so Wednesday morning, I was right back in the same place I was Tuesday morning when she fell. And God showed up for me big time, right? Because everyone gets a chance to talk to God as much as they want to. And I wanted to because I was feeling all that stuff. And as he showed up for me, as he almost always does, he showed up big time with life and life abundant as I experienced just a fraction, Bob, and that's a key word, just a fraction of the word and the number 10, okay? Because actually the 10th letter in the Hebrew alphabet is the letter Yud, and it has everything to do with a fraction because it's the littlest letter in the Hebrew alphabet. It's probably the littlest letter in any alphabet because an infinite God contracted himself to come into a finite universe, I mean, just wrapping your head around that. But it's kind of like the Big Bang because in that little bitty letter is all of it. And so the Yahweh name of God that you would know is, is the most holy one that people think of. That starts with a Yud and the word Yeshua, Jesus, starts with a Yud. And so there's this Big Bang that comes with a number 10. And maybe you'd never seen this before as I saw it so clearly myself on Wednesday morning that John 10, 10. Okay, <laughs> put the tens in it, right? And John ten ten, as you may know, is an offer, right? It says, um, "The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and destroy, but I have come that they may have life, and that they may have life more abundantly." You hear the big bang there? Like, there's a huge bang. <laughs> <laughs> that you can have life and you can have it abundantly. That's the offer, right? 
But when I started out that morning, I wasn't experiencing life abundantly. I was experiencing shame. I was experiencing guilt. I was experiencing a party inside, all sorts of voices crying out and screaming at me in all sorts of different ways. But then I met the condition of that offer that you'll find in other places in John 10, not coincidentally. <laughs> that, that is the offer, life and life abundantly. What's the condition? What is the condition? So I'm going to read John 10 just so you'll see if you can see it with me, okay? Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. And when he brings out his sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. <clears throat> Jesus used this illustration, but they didn't understand the things which he was speak speaking to them. So then Jesus said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and he will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and destroy. But I have come that they would have life and life abundantly. Do you hear the condition of that life and life abundantly is if you're his sheep, not only do you get to talk to God, but you get to hear from God. It's amazing. It brings back so many memories for me. Uh, the morning I got to the yard, and uh, on January the ninth, two thousand fourteen, I got there that morning. I was a little later than usual, and uh, my keys were inside. I'd left early the day before to go to a a funeral service for one of my pastor's fathers, a previous pastor's fathers, and. Um, I had left my keys inside. I didn't need them to lock up as I went out, so I I left them in there. And I was late getting there, a little later than usual getting there, and uh, I had to wait a few minutes on somebody else to show up with some keys. And I still didn't, you know, have any problems, uh, think, suspect anything terrible, terrible. Uh, I made a few phone calls, but anyhow, I found Rob that morning, and he was alive when I found him. But he was in pretty bad shape, and uh, we called 911 and, and got him to the hospital thinking that, you know, we'd go to the hospital and, you know, have a little tune-up and, and get back to the program. And uh, we got a break coming, so we'll continue this story in a little while. Thank you for listening to the Christian Car Guy Show. I'm Bob Young with Robbie Dillmore. Uh, great to be with y'all today. We'll be right back. Want your calls, 866-34-TRUTH. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. You can thank him, you can blame him. Either way, you're gonna face him. Whether you believe in him or not. In the end, everybody talks to God. 
everybody, everybody talks to God. And everyone talks to God. And sometimes his sheep get to hear. From him, you know? <laughs> that brings life and brings it abundantly in so many different ways. But when we left our hero, Bob, uh, you know, we were talking during the break that when you have a loved one pass, especially if you're in their presence when that happens, you touch eternity. Like, they are passing into a place that, you know, obviously you can't go, but part of you is going with them. And, and I know that when Bob lost his son, which he's fixing to get into, that that clearly happened. That happened with my mother-in-law. But my mother, my mother, you know, passed some years ago, and she used to say, and it's a wonderful saying, feel free to quote my mom. <laughs> the older I get, the more my treasure's in heaven. The older I get the more our treasures in heaven, right, Bob? Amen. Um, that morning, <clears throat> excuse me, that morning, um, Rob was still alive. Um, we called 911. The ambulance showed up. I wanted to ride with him. Uh, didn't get to. Was following him, trying to call a few people on the way to the hospital. and um, Got to the hospital, and he was still alive when I got there. And... But there was an event um, that happened at the hospital, and we were in separate rooms when it happened, but they came and told us that, that they had lost him. And uh, we, there were several of us there that, at that time, and we went. And um, the part you talked about a while ago about the guilt and the shame, and you instantly, well, what if I hadn't I? been a little late this morning or what if I hadn't I left my keys or what if this or what if that but you know God's always held me up in times of crisis uh, the fire crisis this crisis uh, he's always just flooded my soul with with strength and positivity and uh, you know the fact that Rob was Saved and baptized. He'd been christened as a child, but he was saved and baptized of his own choosing uh, like four months, four or five months right before this and uh, while he was at Alpha Acres. And that's why Alpha Acres has such a dear, um, dear you know, had such a dear meaning to me. And um, it was just... It was so good for me to have that to lean on. And God talked to me and said, you know, just made it abundantly clear that he was there and he had made it home and he'd be waiting for me. And uh, it it gave me what I needed. Uh, Rob died at like 11 o'clock. At 1 o'clock, I was back at work because I didn't know what else to do. I wasn't much good to anybody or myself, but... It was something familiar. It was something that, you know, uh, keep me. Yeah. You know, yeah. Keep, keep, me, keep, 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 keep something coming through, you know, same kind of thing. So I, you know, again, I Wednesday morning, I was in that exact place. Like I felt all the guilt and the shame of, of all that what had transpired the day before. And um, 
one of the things I felt extremely guilty about was that, which may seem crazy, but you know, God pointed it out to me even more this morning while it was going on there. So, you know, while I'm trying to think what to do is I can't get a pulse from my mother-in-law and all this, you know, I, all these things are running through my head. You got to call a hospice. My daughter's a nurse. She actually beat hospice there, even though she was coming from Winston. And, um, it, it, you know, obviously there was nothing anybody could do. She, she'd passed away. Hospice had, you know, been involved for a little while. But then a, a, this, this was the tough part. A, a chaplain comes in that my wife really adored. And the first thing he does is he takes my wife in there with Nelda, my mother-in-law, and he prays with her. And I was like, holy mackerel. <laughs> I was like, I've gone through this, all this, and I have not prayed. What? I was, I was just like, I just can't believe I, you know, this is me and I haven't, you know, and, and this chaplain comes in and he does what you know, I should have been doing with my wife. Right. And I was, Oh man, I beat myself up over that. Uh, it was really like, what the heck? And you know, I was just like, man. So now the, what, what God told me. Okay. And, and, and again, with these conversations all week, cause you know, I'm as one of his sheep and I hear his voice. And what he told me, he said, Robbie, it, it was perfect. It was exactly her time. Yeah, she was on your watch, but because she was on your watch, she got to live a lot of extra years because of the way that you took care of her. But it was her time, and I didn't let her suffer. And she went, and she's, you know, she's, she's with me. And, you know, it's all, it's all perfect. And then he said, do you know how much easier it is? And, and he knows because, you know, I do pastoral or pastorally duties all over the place for a lot of folks that if you're going into a situation as a pastor, you have an advantage. Like, you know, you're there with God. It's, it's, but you're, when you're in the middle of the fire, you know, it's, it's a whole lot different situation, right, Bob? And, and so, you know, give yourself some grace, right? You, you, you knew that I was the answer. You just hadn't turned yet. <laughs> exactly. And, and so many times, um, Rob's relation, my Rob's and my relationship was, we were around each other all the time, and we had good days and we had bad days, and you know he had issues in his life, and and working together with your son is 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 difficult sometimes, but um, one of the biggest blessings was um, he knew the people that I was going to the funeral. Well, here we go, <laughs> we got another break coming, but uh, Rob knew the guy and where I was going, and I'll share that when we get back because it was such a blessing for oh, me. You know, what's your story? What does this bring into your heart? That's a live show, and we would love your call. We would dearly love it. It's 866 348 7884. Call us, please. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. You can thank him, you can blame him. Either way, you're gonna face him. Whether you believe in him or not. In the end, everybody talks to God. Everybody talks to God. 
everyone talks to God today on the Christian Car Guy Show, and we would very much, very much love to hear your story. You don't know how much. <laughs> it's the listeners that always make this show, and we want it to happen that way. 866 348 7884 is the number to call in and share your story. 866 348 7884. And so, Bob. Well, as I was saying, um, God has always been very kind to me. And even though I lost my son that day, one of the biggest blessings, I've always been one to look for a silver lining on the darkest of dark clouds. And and God gave me one this day. Uh, the night before my son died, I was getting ready to leave a little early from work to attend um, one of our former pastor's father's funeral service and rob met me outside there right as i was leaving i hugged him told him i loved him and he said i love you too and give chip webb my very best and we had a real strong embrace and and that was the the last time we had conversation together i mean he was still alive the next morning but uh he was not in a a conversational situation and um but our our last moment together consciously and and everything was a very positive one and that was such a gift for me because if it had been during one of the periods of turmoil and some of our nastiness and everything <laughs> it, it it would have been so much harder for me and that was just such a blessing that our last words was, what I remember, I, you know, fortunately I was involved because um, oh. I got to see it in a lot of different ways. We had had a boot camp that fall and Rob came with Bob and they sat right on the front row. And, and, and your relationship with him was, you know, glaringly obvious that you guys loved each other well and, and very much engaged in every minute of the boot camp. And then about three weeks later, maybe even two weeks later, you got sick and you couldn't make the show that third week in December. And so he had Rob come on and Rob waxed eloquent, right? On the show that week. And then we still oh, yeah. have that recording. It's the most downloaded podcast of all time in the Christian Car Guy show. Um, and it's really spectacular what all Rob, your, your son said that week. So as he got off the air, you called me and you said, man, I guess I'm done on the Christian Car Guy show. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 my son from now on. Yeah. And, and, you know, that was whatever it was, December 27th or 8th. And then January 9th, it was just yeah, a few weeks. days later. I yeah. couldn't even, I, you know, it was just, but it was perfect, I guess, Bob, what God had in mind. and yeah, Painful, but perfect. Um, and, there were so many things that that came positive, positive things that came from it, and uh, it it gave me hope. It gave me what I needed to carry on, and uh, the way God lined it all up, He knew it was coming, and uh, He prepared me. Yeah. Well, we got Taryn is in Richmond today. Taryn, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Did I say your name right? You did. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> so what's your, what have you got for us, Taryn? So I, um, I actually have four children, but, uh, before I had 
those children, I lost three children. Oh. And uh, two little girls were four and a half years old when they died. And oh one little boy was 13 months when he died. Um, and I felt God's presence incredibly. Um, when my daughter Karina had died and Megan had died, um, I had an older son that was alive and well, and then I had another little boy, Rainer, and um, when he was only 13 months, he died. But it was incredible because I had a feeling the night before that he was going to pass away. And um, my bishop was at our house, and I knocked on the door when he and my husband were talking, and I said, uh, Rain is going to die tonight. And they both looked at me and they said, no. And I said, yes. And he said, do you want a blessing? And he gave me a blessing. And he said that I would be comforted and that I would feel the presence of God. And that night, I, before I, I went to sleep, I, I picked up that little boy, Rainer, and he was cortically blind. He had never really looked at me, noticed me. Um, and I took him to my room and I prayed with him. And I just told him that, um, God, you know, God was with him. And I asked God to not let him die while I was asleep. And I went to sleep with him in my arms. And my husband came to bed later and he was kissing him and leaning over me and kissing him. And we both went to sleep. It was about two o'clock in the morning. I heard the words in my head, it's time. And I got up and I picked him up and I took him to his room. I changed his diaper. And I just told him how much I loved him and how grateful I was that he'd come to our family and that he was a special soul and that I knew he was just going back to God. Well, that little boy suddenly, who had never, ever looked into my eyes, turned his head and looked straight into my eyes and began to sob. And it was the most incredible experience because I knew that he could see me for the first time. And I said, don't cry. I said, you're going back to God. Don't cry. He's got you. You're going back to God. And as I said that, I said it like three times. And I don't know why it was three times, but I just remember three times telling him. And then... I felt my daughter, who had passed away, my eldest daughter, Serena, I felt her come in the room, and I knew she was there. I couldn't see her, but I knew she was there. And he, Serena started to cry, and he started to sob, and I said to him, don't cry, Serena's come to get you. And he just, the little tears came down, and his little mouth was all crooked, and he just cried like he'd never cried before. And I said, don't cry, Karina's come to get you. And the third time I said, Karina's come to get you, don't cry, the color drained out of his 
face. Like, it was weird. It went from the top, went all the way down his face. And as it went down his face, I felt him standing next to me. I couldn't see him, but I could feel him standing up. And I felt like he was an adult. It was the, it was the most comforting experience I've ever had. And I looked up, and the tears streamed on my face. And I said, you're not dead, you're alive. And I went and told my husband. We came and sat together. I told him what had happened. I phoned my parents. My parents said, we're going to come now. And I said, no, don't come now. It's so peaceful. And I said, I'm so tired. I need to go to sleep. And I went to sleep. And I thought, what mother can go to sleep when her baby has died? And I thought, only when you've had an experience like I had, that I knew that he was with God, that I'm going to see him again. And the joy was incredible. So my faith in God and Jesus Christ is beyond measure. Oh my Do you ever wonder how people make it through stuff like this without God? I mean, I just can't imagine. Mm. I can't imagine. And then I went on to have three more healthy children. Um, I had so I had three children, well, three children that died. I had a stillborn that died, and I have four healthy children and grandchildren now. So, and you, I just can't believe. <laughs> you had mentioned um, what a story, by the way. God bless you for calling in today. It made my day. Um, <laughs> you made my day. You, you had mentioned that. Um, he had some kind of, um, was it a birth defect or something that he was blind? Yes. What, what, what was that? Well, can you hang on he with us through know. the through the break? Absolutely. We definitely need to hear the rest of this, and we need your story. I know your heart's touched, and you've got something to say. We would love to hear from you, 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. We'll be back with Taryn and Bob. So everybody talks to God. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. You can thank him, you can blame him. Either way, you're gonna face him. Whether you believe in him or not. In the end, everybody talks to God. Everyone talks to God today on the Christian Car Guy Show, and I just got to tell you, we've got Taryn on the phone with us listening on WLES in Richmond, Virginia, the truth up there, but if you missed the last segment of the Christian Car Guy Show, get the podcast later today. You will never forget the story that Taryn tells us. Oh my goodness, I will savor this forever as God does provide unbelievable comfort to those he loves and, 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 and what comfort he provided. But when we were, we were talking there right at the end of that segment, Taryn, your, your son was born where he couldn't see, but he could see you there at the end. Yes. Yes. So apparently the three of them were born and they, the doctor said they were cortically blind. 
also meaning that something in the brain has stopped them to be able to see. So the three of them never looked at me, but they could hear me. They recognized my voice. Um, they couldn't sit. They had struggled to eat. They couldn't swallow very well, so we used to have to mash up everything for them. Um, and eating took a long time. So they had a lot of challenges. They couldn't really move, um, so we would have to turn them, feed them, do everything for them. And so the amazing thing is, um, you know, the fact that when he was ready to pass on, he saw me, he was sad to go, and I felt his sister in the room, like she would come to get him, to take him to the other side. And the peace that we felt was incredible. And when I... When when I woke up in the morning, I woke um, that night. I was so tired. I'd been awake so many hours. And I called my parents, and they said, we're going to come. And I said, no, don't come. I said, it's so peaceful, I, and I have to go back to sleep. I am so tired. And the amazing thing, too, was that before Raina died, I woke up Alan, my oldest son, and I said to him, and we talked a lot about death and how death is a passing over to another place with God, and there's nothing to fear in death. And so I woke Alan up, and I said, Alan, Raina's going to go back to God tonight. Would you like to hold him? And he said, yes. And so I put him on Alan's lap, and, um, oh, goodness, it was incredible. Alan sat with him and kissed him and loved him. And I said, now, Al, when you wake up in the morning, his body will be here, but he won't be here. He'll be with God because he doesn't need his body anymore. He's going to be with God. His spirit will be with God. And his, God, his body's like an empty vessel. And I showed him with a glove. I said, you know, when you put your hand in the glove, the glove can move. And then if you take your hand out the glove, the glove can't move anymore. So your hand is almost like, like the spirit in the glove. <clears throat> and so anyway, when, when Raina passed away and I felt Karina come into the room, I just was just so joyful. And I knew that he was with God. And um, I woke my husband up and we, um, we talked together and then we put him back in the crib. I met my husband, you know, I just told him the whole story and then and then we went to bed. And in the morning when I woke up, there was lights at our, our front door. It was dark still. My brother was there and because uh, I told my parents. And the next minute in the morning, there was all these people, all everybody from church just came and bought food and, and they brought their children and they said, can we tell our children this angel? And it was just incredible. People just came and dropped food and went and came and dropped food and went. And um, my oldest son, Alan, he used to he used to say to his friends, um, but then we lost, you know, we had two more children who died, Karina and Megan. And, and then um, when, well, 
when my son's friends used to come, he would say, do you want to see my brother and my sister? And they would say, yes. And he would run into the room and he would show them the pictures and he would say, this is Karina and she's in heaven. This is Megan and she's in heaven. And this is Raina and he's in heaven. And um, his friends would say, that's cool. <laughs> and every time they came, they would want to see his brothers and sisters. Wow. And he would do the same thing every time. But when I was about 16, I had <clears throat> I had a blessing at church. And in my blessing, they actually gave me a copy of what they had what they had said in the blessing. And it was called a patriarchal blessing. And in that blessing, it told me that I would have many healthy and noble children and that I should gather my children around and tell them about God and about Jesus. And um, and so that was like a very important part of my life, and I and I only had one child at that stage, and then I thought, then I had these three children with a disability, and I thought, I don't think I can have any more children. I just thought, but I thought of that blessing that I should gather my children and share my testimony of the gospel of Jesus Christ with them, and I thought, wait now, I've lost some children, and I only have one. So how can I gather one child? And so I thought, I'm going to pray and ask God if, if he can send me other children that are healthy. And um, I ended up having Lara, who's healthy. And I remember when, when she was born, the doctor looked at her and he said, oh, I can't tell you if she's okay. I just don't know. Because we always thought the others were okay and they, and they weren't. And he said, I can't tell you. You have to wait. And then we waited and then the one day... You know, a couple of weeks later, I took her back to the doctor, and by then she was smiling. And that doctor, his name was Chris Van Bake. The tears just streamed down his face, and he picked her up, and he said to her, Be good to your mother. Be good to your mother. And she has been such a good daughter. And um, she has, she's having her third son. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then uh, we also went on to have... Um, we had so we had Laura who was well, and um, then we had Robbie Roberts as well. Oh, I love that name. Little... That's one of my personal favorites. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so he has a little girl. So we have our first granddaughter, and then we had David, and David is just my precious too. And he is um, he joined the Marines. He was in the Marines for four years. Wow. And um, and, and now they are. And then, you know, he's also married to a precious girl that he calls his sweet pea. Um, and so I just feel so blessed because um, God is good. Isn't he? And, and we're blessed that we got to hear this whole um, explanation, Taryn. I'm, I'm so grateful. And interestingly, we're out of time, Bob. But thank you, Tara. <laughs> well, you, you've blessed us all. And I know you blessed everybody that listened. If you didn't get to hear the beginning <laughs> of the story, you really missed something. Yeah, you, you go back and get the podcast later today. And you can get it too, Taryn, to share with your friends. But thank you again oh, so cool. much for calling in today. God bless you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. God bless you too. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Uh, so, Bob. Didn't see all this coming. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't either when I started the show this morning, but fortunately I talked to God and he told me, well, actually he put me on this song that I'd never heard before. It just changed my, rocked my world. But now Taryn walked, rocked my world even more. So what a blessing God gave us today. And it's it gave us, great. he Thank gave you us you, right, for listening and 
what God's doing. And just remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went, got it all done in 33 years. This is the Truth Network.